Well, this morning, we are going to cover the part of Joseph's life that takes place in Genesis 41. And instead of me reading the passages this morning, which would be kind of boring, right? Uh, we are going to have students and kids from Whitestone reading the chapter. So we're going to start off right away with Genesis 41 verses 1 through 4 and Genesis 41 verses 5 through 8. And you can also follow along. They're going to be written up on the screen. So Genesis 41 verses 1 through 4. Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the river bank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven fat, healthy cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. Genesis 41, 5-8 But he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump heads plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up real, again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. All right, so as we heard Mia and Max tell us, Pharaoh has two super weird dreams, right? Does this sound familiar? Remember Joseph? Joseph had two crazy dreams when he was younger. Now it's Pharaoh's turn. So Pharaoh has two super weird dreams. Have you guys ever had weird dreams? I know when I was younger especially, I'd watch a movie or TV, or I'd even read a book. That happened a few times too. I read a book, then I'd have a dream about the movie I just watched. Like I was in the movie, and it was pretty cool. But there was this one reoccurring dream I used to have when I was younger, and I remember, I still remember pretty vividly, I was in a movie theater in my dream, and Big Bird was chasing me around the theater. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That, it was kind of disturbing, but it wasn't quite as disturbing as Pastor Luke's dream about flying, if you guys remember that from last week with the towel. That was weird. Anyways, uh, Pharaoh has these two dreams, and they're super weird. In the first dream, there are seven fat, healthy cows... And then we have seven skinny, gross, like unhealthy cows. All right, that's a, that's a fat cow, huh? Well, the seven skinny cows come and they eat the seven fat cows. All right, that's kind of weird. And the second dream, Pharaoh dreams that there are seven healthy heads of grain. And the seven healthy heads of grain get eaten by these seven shriveled up heads of grain. Now I have no idea what that would look like. That's why there's no picture. But it's weird, right? These are weird dreams. What in the world could these dreams mean? Because it kind of sounds like nonsense to me. Well, Pharaoh has no idea what they mean. And the Bible says that Pharaoh is very disturbed. He wants to figure out what these dreams mean. 
they must mean something, right? So Pharaoh gets together. Now, he's the top dog, right? He's the big dog in Egypt. So he pulls together the smartest and the wisest people in all of Egypt, and he tells them his crazy dreams. I can just imagine the way that they're looking at him like, dude, what are you talking about? But they cannot help him. They cannot interpret the dreams. And Pharaoh is like, man, I need to figure out what these dreams mean. But the wisest, the smartest, they can't help Pharaoh. So let's pick up the story, Genesis 41, 9 through 13. Genesis 41, 9 through 13. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream this night, and each dream had its own meaning. Now young Hebrew is there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream, and things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. Now as I stretch my position, the other man is hanged. So Pharaoh is desperately trying to find someone that can help interpret his dreams. And then we see our good old friend, the chief cupbearer. If you were here last week, you remember that Joseph was in prison with the chief cupbearer and the baker, right? And they both had dreams. And Joseph interpreted both of their dreams. And the chief cupbearer was going to be sent back into the palace to work for Pharaoh. And Joseph said, all right, man, just please, if you can do one thing for me, You've got one job, chief cupbearer. Can you just please tell Pharaoh about me, you know, so I can get out of here? And the chief cupbearer is like, yeah, of course, Joseph. I I will definitely do this. I will not forget. Chief cupbearer, you had one job, man, one job. He forgot all about Joseph, right? He forgets all about Joseph for two long years. Now, have you ever forgotten about something important? Have you ever forgotten something important? Maybe you forgot an anniversary. I've never done that. Maybe you forgot about a birthday. Maybe you kids forgot to clean your room. Or you forgot to do your homework. I have also forgotten things before, believe it or not. When I was in high school, I was at my grandparents' house, and I had to do some work. I had to fill up, uh, in their laundry room, I had to fill up this big utility sink And I had to do some work with some hot water. And so I had to fill up the sink. And so I put the drain plug in the sink, right? And I turned on the hot water. And it was this big tub. So I thought, man, like this is going to take a while to fill up. And so I thought, well, I've got stuff to do in the basement. Like, you know, I'll just go run and do that. And then I'll come back and the sink will be, you know, close to being filled. That's no, no big deal, right? So I went downstairs And 30 minutes later, I remembered, oh, no, the sink, the hot water, oh, no. And so I start running. I start running up the stairs, and the whole time, you can imagine, I'm just thinking, oh, no, oh, no, God, please, please. I just was hoping that someone went in the laundry room, turned off the water, you know, I I was terrified, right? So I approached the laundry room, and the door's closed. And I go to open the door, and I open it, and steam hits me. It just, it's hot, and there's steam everywhere. It's like I can't see anything, and I'm walking through mushy carpet, and it's hot water, and it's everywhere, and I can barely see because there's steam everywhere. 
this might be a little bit dramatic, but I'm trying to find, and I see this sink, and there's hot water pouring down from this sink, and I find the water, and I turn it off, and I stop, and I look around, and I think, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? There is water everywhere, steam everywhere, and I'm just thinking about, I have to tell my grandpa, oh boy. So I felt terrible, right? I felt horrible, and I'm still here today, so nothing terrible happened when I told Grandpa. But I felt horrible. I forgot all about that sink, and I bet the chief cupbearer felt horrible, right? I bet he felt terrible too. Well, the cupbearer thankfully remembers Joseph, and he says, Pharaoh, I think I know someone, I think I know a guy who can help interpret your dreams. And so, Pharaoh hears that, and he is super excited, and I would imagine that maybe Pharaoh did something like this. <laughs> he might have done a dance or something, right? <laughs> so Pharaoh has got to be super excited, right? Because this dude, Joseph, might be able to tell him what his crazy dreams mean. Well, let's pick back up the story in, Joseph, uh, in Genesis 41, verses 14 through 16, and 17 through 24. Genesis 41, verse 14 through 16. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night, and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Genesis 41, 17-24 So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. In my dream, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River, and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and began grazing in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick-looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. I've never seen such sorry-looking animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin, scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows. But afterward, you wouldn't have known it, for they were still thin as scrawny as before. Then I woke up. Then I fell asleep again, and I had another dream. This time I saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were blighted, shriveled, and withered by the east wind. And the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. All right. So it says that Pharaoh sends for Joseph at once. And the Bible doesn't tell us exactly how long Joseph was in prison, but we know he was definitely in prison for more than two years, right? And so Joseph probably has a pretty crazy prison beard going. And so they get Joseph and they say, Joseph, you've got to shave, you stink, you've got to bathe, you've got to put some decent clothes on because you're about to see Pharaoh, right? And so Pharaoh then tells Joseph about his two crazy dreams. The seven skinny cows eating the seven fat cows and the seven withered heads of grain eating the seven healthy, plump heads of grain. And Pharaoh says, Joseph, please help. I have talked to the smartest and the wisest in all of Egypt, and no one can tell me what these dreams mean. 
Well, let's pick back up the story in Genesis 41, 25 through 32, and let's see if Joseph can interpret Pharaoh's dreams with God's power. Genesis 41, 25 through 32. Joseph responded, both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin scrawny cows that came up later than the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east winds represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I had described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memories of the good years will be erased. So with God's help, Joseph is able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Now, if you remember before, Pharaoh was begging Joseph, Joseph, please help me figure out what these dreams mean. And Joseph said, it's not through my power, right? It's not through my strength. It's only God that can interpret dreams. Well, with God's help, Joseph does interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And he says that they both actually mean the same thing. And these dreams are dreams telling what Pharaoh is is going to happen what's going to happen in the future of Egypt. First, there's going to be seven years of prosperity in Egypt, meaning that things will be going well in Egypt. There's going to be lots of food, and there's going to be things you probably won't have to worry about too much. It's going to be, things are going to be awesome for seven whole years. These are going to be great years, right? But the next seven years, after the seven awesome years, there's going to be seven years of famine. All right, so kids, what is... A famine. A famine is a very serious thing. It's where a population of people don't have anything to eat, right? You and I are used to going to Aldi, or we're used to going to pick and save, you know, with our little grocery cart, walking around and just grabbing what we want, right? And we're just used to having whatever we want, having everything available to us. But imagine going into Aldi, imagine going into pick and save, and there's nothing on the shelf, In fact, the aisles are completely empty. There's nothing there. In fact, all the grocery stores are empty, and all the restaurants are empty, even Chick-fil-A, no food, all right? And you can't, and you're not even able to grow any fruit or veggies in your garden. So there is no food. I mean, what, what would you do? Well, guys, that's a famine. There is no food, and it's a terrible, terrible thing. Sometimes after a long day at school, and right now it's the summer, but during the school year, sometimes after a long day at school, my kids will come home from school and they'll say, Dad, what's for dinner? I'm starving, right? And Dina and I, my wife and I, try to make a point to them like, you're not starving, dude. Like, you are hungry. If you were starving, you'd be dying because you'd be so hungry. Or have you ever opened up your refrigerator or your pantry and they were half full and you look in there and you're like, we've got nothing to eat. You ever done that? I would never do that, but maybe you have. Well, guys, did you know that in Africa right now, in South Sudan, there's a famine going on? 
And in recent history, there have been several famines in Africa, and many, many people have died, and many kids have died. But that's what a famine is. People start dying because they are so hungry, and they have no food to eat, and it's a terrible, horrible thing. Well, let's pick up the story in Genesis 41, verses 33 through 36. We're going to see Joseph has a suggestion for Pharaoh. Let's see what that suggestion is. Genesis 41, verse 33 through 36. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven good years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, the famine will destroy the land. How will Egypt survive these years of prosperity and famine? Well, Joseph suggests to Pharaoh his plan. Pharaoh should first find someone who is really, really smart and really, really wise and put him in charge of Egypt to help Egypt get through the next 14 years. Then have supervisors go out and collect one-fifth of all the crops. All right, So we know, right, these first seven years, there's going to be tons of food. Things are going to be growing like crazy. It's going to be awesome. And so Joseph says, hey, have those supervisors collect 20% of that and have them put that food into a storehouse, lock it away, in fact, put guards by these storehouses so that no one can get the food. Joseph says, if you do that, Pharaoh, then Egypt will have enough food to get through those seven years. Remember, those seven years are going to be terrible. It said, the Bible says, they're going to forget what the seven awesome years were like because the seven terrible years are going to be so bad. But that's Joseph's plan. And he says, Pharaoh, if you do this, we're going to make it. We're going to survive. Well, let's see what Pharaoh thinks of Joseph's plan. Genesis 41, 37 through 41. Genesis 41, verses 37 through 41. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God had revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. So after Joseph interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh, and then he gives Pharaoh his suggestion on how to save Egypt, Pharaoh looks around and he says, Joseph, you're the man. You're the guy that's going to do it. You are super smart, you're super wise, and you are clearly filled with God's spirit. You are going to be the one who I put in charge of Egypt. Everyone will take orders from you, and I, Pharaoh, am the only one who will be above you. So Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge 
of all of Egypt. Crazy. Let that sink in for a second. Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. Remember, guys, remember, Joseph literally, he literally just walked out of prison, shaved off that crazy prison beard, right? Took a bath, put some new clothes on. He interprets Pharaoh's dreams, and now he's second in command of all of Egypt. Isn't that an incredible story? It's incredible. It's crazy. But that's what happened. After all Joseph went through, his brothers hated him. His brothers wanted to kill him. Instead, they dumped him off in a well. Then they decided to sell him into slavery. And then once he was in slavery, he was falsely accused and thrown into prison. Just when you thought things couldn't get worse, right? He's thrown into prison and then forgotten for two years. Thanks, Kapur. But Joseph continued to trust in God And he continued to honor God with his life. And you know what? God was with him. God was with him. Pretty amazing. Well, what can we learn from Joseph's life? I think we can learn something big. Guys, God is with us even in the darkness when we can't see him or feel him. He never leaves us or gives up on us. He can even bring blessing in all circumstances if we honor him. You might be sitting here this morning, and it it might feel like your life is kind of a mess. It might feel like nothing ever goes right. For us adults, maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's family issues, and just things feel out of control. Maybe you or maybe someone close to you is dealing with sickness or you're dealing with disease, and you don't understand why this person or why you have to suffer like this, and you just want God to heal you, and it feels like God is so far away. For you kids, maybe you're just not getting along with your brother or sister, and the family stuff is not going right. Maybe, maybe, you know, when you're at school, you're just not getting along with your friends. Or you just feel like you don't fit in. And it feels like God is so far away. Guys, so many of us are going through these times in life right now. You're going through this, you're going through this right now. It might even feel like God has left you. Isaiah 41.10 says this, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41.10 was for the Israelites. And the Israelites were being held captive by Babylon for 70 years. And I can imagine for them at times... It felt like God was a million miles away. But God reminds them that he is right there with them. I think we can look at Joseph's life and we can look at this passage and we can be encouraged. God is with you. 
just like he was with Joseph, just like he was with the Israelites. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be afraid. He wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you, especially during these tough, dark times in your life. Not only that, but God also wants to bring blessing in your life if you trust in him, like Joseph continued to do. And we don't always know what that blessing is going to look like, right? We don't always know what it's going to look like, but we can trust that he can use those hard times that we go through for incredible good. He can use that tough, those tough times and bring about a lot of good. Be encouraged and have hope. Let's continue to live lives as disciples of Jesus, learning from him and walking with him every day. And let's share the love of God with others and the hope and the purpose that comes through a life with him. Let's do that. Remember, guys, the same God who was with Joseph and the same God who was with the Israelites is with us today. Let's remember that. All right, let's close in prayer. God, thank you so much for being a God who loves us, a God who is with us. And God, thank you for the story of Joseph. And Joseph went through some terrible, crazy hard times in his life. And yet he still continued to trust in you, even when I'm sure it was hard. God, if we're going through those crazy hard times in our life right now, help us to trust in you. Help us to put our faith in you. Help us to continue to walk with you daily, even when it might be tough. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us always. As we leave here today, Lord, help us to feel your presence. Help us to feel your love and be encouraged and fill us with hope, even though things are always with us. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray all these things. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. Remember that God is with you. Have a great day and a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.